Thank you for listening to Drive Time Devotions. I'm Bill Simpson, and it's my desire to help you better understand God's Word so you can live it out every day, for this is where true peace and joy are experienced. Now, in this episode, we'll explore Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 through 23. Check out this rules-killing passage from the New Living Translation. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink. Whoa, wait a minute. Let me read that one again. That's sweet. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they've had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Where is it written? That's the question that will keep you aligned with Jesus when you are faced with new teaching some new rule, some principle, or some idea. People are very good at making up their own rules and traditions to try and appease God. So never stop asking yourself, what has God actually said about this? That's why it's so important for you to read the Bible, God's truth, so that you can be prepared when you're faced with a new idea or a new concept. Have you ever wondered why Jesus so vehemently opposed the religious leaders of his day? What were they doing that was so wrong? Jesus was furious at them because they had taken his father's commands and added hundreds of their own traditions to it. Not only had they misapplied and added to his commands, they were actually putting more emphasis on their own traditions than on God's clear commands. That's why Jesus opposed them so passionately, using the most condemning and degrading words possible in warning his listeners not to follow the religious leaders. Check out Matthew 23 for when Jesus went off on these guys. In our world, we refer to rules and regulations that are supposed to make someone right with God as legalism. Legalism is the idea that a person must do certain things or never do other things in order to remain in good standing with God. It comes directly from the pit of hell and smells like smoke. Legalism is precisely what Jesus condemned. To add anything to our faith in Christ is a grave sin because it replaces his atoning sacrifice with your efforts. You see, every other religion has unique traditions that were created for the purpose of satisfying God, trying to appease God. But instead of purifying the person from sin, they do just the opposite. You see, self-purification breeds pure pride. I lived in a Muslim country for a number of years during the 90s. 
These Muslims were deeply dedicated and very religious people. But they based their right standing before God solely on their own ability to carry out the traditions of Islam. There may not be a religion that has more daily traditions to uphold than Islam. Praying five times a day, constantly reciting the creed in the name of Allah, fingering prayer beads throughout the day, and fasting during the month of Ramadan are all practices that have the potential of making a person feel very self-righteous. But as the Bible so clearly declares in today's passage, actually from the very last verse, none of these actions can change a person's heart. And the core problem with every single human being walking planet Earth is the condition of their heart. That is why it's so important for you to continually remind yourself of the warning in verses 20 and 21. Listen to it. You have died with Christ, and He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. Why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, and don't touch? Isn't that a great gut check question? Your freedom from trying to obey God's commands and man's rules was purchased because Jesus obeyed all of God's laws for you. He then took on the punishment for your disobedience so that you would never have to face God in your own guilt. If you've come to faith in Jesus and realized your freedom is in Him alone, your natural tendency is to slowly sink back into a performance mentality of rule-keeping. I'm going to say that again because it's true of everybody. If you've come to faith in Jesus and realized your freedom is in Him alone, your natural tendency is to slowly sink back into a performance mentality of keeping rules. Keeping the rules will never combat the evil desires that are still part of your physical body, the mind and the heart. No rule can cure the human heart. Later in this letter, the Apostle Paul will show us how free people are supposed to live. But it isn't based on rules. It's based on a new heart. Jesus' transformation process is always inside out. He works on the heart and the mind to transform our thinking and feeling so that our actions and attitudes line up with our new heart. When you first believed in Jesus, a renewal process began by God's Spirit to fill your heart and mind with His words and His ways. What you must do now is to be careful to live according to His constant help as you continually renew your thinking to align with His. And I know, I know, you're probably thinking the process gets so frustrating because it's like three steps forward and two back and one forward and three back and three forward and one back, but it's progress we're looking for, not perfection. The history of the church in the United States has been severely tainted by man's rules. Every denomination, sad to say, has way too many spoken and unspoken traditions that are not found in God's Word anywhere. Our current culture is also saturated with liberal rules and ideals that are far from the kingdom of God, although they sound good and they seem to be right for people. Spend some time thinking about this passage by asking yourself what rules, principles, truths, or traditions do you believe and are they truly found in God's Word? Where is it written? Now be very, very careful that you don't get caught up believing half-truths. The dark kingdom loves to spin God's words so that they sound legitimate. Like this one. God just wants you to be happy, to do whatever you want to, as long as you're happy. 
Nope. God is about you learning how to be holy like His Son. As you take on more and more the nature of Christ and live holy, then you'll experience more happiness. Be especially wary of rational lies. You see, the human mind can rationalize just about anything. So make sure you are confirming and affirming your beliefs in the Word of God and that you are basing your freedom on your identification with Christ and most definitely not on your performance. So let's wrap it up. Identify a legalistic teaching or concept that you used to believe helped to justify your forgiveness. Make sure you have it clear in your mind why forgiveness can never be earned. Forgiveness is based solely on Jesus' atoning sacrifice. But what did you used to believe that made you good in God's eyes? Secondly, instead of rules ruling you, you need Jesus to inhabit your heart more and more. Therefore pray according to the prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Here it is. Father, I ask that from your glorious unlimited resources that you will empower me with inner strength through your Spirit so that Jesus will be more and more at home in my heart so that I will be firmly rooted and grounded in his love. Amen. Begin to pray this way throughout your day asking for your Father's help. Now receive this amazing blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.